to a Hope 103.2 podcast. Last time we were exploring how the Bible urges all believers, not just evangelists and pastors, to speak up for Christ in daily conversation, to give an answer for the faith when asked. One of the key texts we looked at was 1 Peter 3.15, which says, Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. The context of Peter's words implies that answering for the faith is a matter of allegiance to Christ as the true Lord. Let me read the words in context. 1 Peter 3.14 But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer. And so on. Peter's logic is simple. When you suffer for living out your faith, don't fear the power that frightens and motivates most of the citizens of the Roman Empire, the emperor and his cronies. Instead, remember who the real emperor is and set him apart as Lord and then speak up accordingly. Actually, the words, do not fear what they fear, do not be frightened, but in your heart set apart Christ as Lord, are a deliberate paraphrase of Isaiah 8, Verses 12 to 13 in the Old Testament, which reads, Do not fear what they fear, and do not dread it. The Lord Almighty is the one you are to regard as holy. Isaiah's phrase, regard as holy, is literally set apart. Exactly the same expression used by Peter in connection with Jesus. Set apart Jesus as Lord. This is extraordinary. What is said of the Lord Almighty in the Old Testament is here said of Jesus in the New Testament. He is the universal Lord who is to be revered above all others. Peter is calling on us to view Jesus not only as our master or emperor, but as the Lord God himself. All of this amounts to a powerful call to shore up our allegiance to Jesus as the one true Lord, to fear him and no one else, to revere him. And it's precisely in this attitude of renewed loyalty to Jesus that the rationale to answer for the faith is found. When we know who really is in charge, not the emperor and his officials, but the Lord Jesus, we will stand ready to give our defense in his name. There are all sorts of reasons modern Christians feel coy about mentioning their faith to others. Fear of being labelled fanatical or fundamentalist. A craving to fit in with friends and colleagues. A personal shyness. A mild insecurity about the credibility of Christianity. Perhaps a fear of saying something theologically incorrect or socially inept. Or an overly negative impression of how unbelievers perceive Christianity. This last one appears to be very common in my opinion. Somehow... Many of us have come to believe that most non-Christians think most Christians are weird. This corporate inferiority complex is a novelty in the history of Christianity. And even today, it's found only in the West. Asian, African or Middle Eastern Christians are blissfully unaware that we're meant to feel embarrassed about following the Lord of the universe. Now, it's true that the Western media does occasionally portray Christians in an oddball light. And let's face it, sometimes we are a little oddball. But the media does this with all sorts of things it doesn't quite understand. But in reality, the world's view of Christianity is usually far less negative than we suppose. A common result of this sense of inferiority 
is a tendency to keep quiet about our faith, to keep it under the radar. When in the company of Christians, of course, we talk freely and unconsciously about God or prayer or church or Bible or faith or Jesus and so on. These words are not forced, they're just a natural part of our real world. But when in the company of those who don't share our faith, suddenly we drop all this talk. We push our faith vocabulary below the level of our ordinary conversations. We almost never allow it to bubble to the surface. But such intentional quietness is unnatural and forced. It requires serious reconsideration. Now, I wouldn't advocate strategically forcing God words back into our daily conversation, but I would propose that we decide to allow our faith to rise back to the surface where it belongs. We should let what is real within us find verbal expression without, regardless of who is listening. In this context, I've always been struck by what Stephen Abbott, the author of Everyday Evangelism, calls God talk. God talk is brief, casual, passing references to the faith in everyday conversation. It's not necessarily designed to initiate conversations about Christianity. It's simply part of being a relaxed, natural Christian. It's a refusal to participate in the corporate inferiority complex that plagues so many in our churches. Examples of God talk are endless. You might add God bless as you say goodbye to friends and colleagues, just as you might say that when you're with Christians. In conversation, you might make a passing reference to a friend from church, just as you might refer to a friend from work or from the gym or wherever. To someone who confides in you about a problem, you might respond, I'll try to remember to pray for you about that. Actually, I've been surprised over the years just how many people are thankful when I've said this to them. Again, in talking about your travels or ambitions, you might add the caveat, God willing, as advised in James 4.15. The examples of God talk are endless, and I'm not actually suggesting that you introduce any one of these particular expressions into your daily conversation. I'm simply illustrating what it might mean to allow your faith vocabulary to rise to the surface where it belongs, regardless of whose company you're in. Whatever the causes of our Christian coyness, the antidote is a renewed vision of Christ's lordship over all. As Peter says, set apart Christ as Lord and then give an answer for your faith. Our bosses, our professors, our parents, our friends, our politicians and the media do not rule heaven and earth. And if for just a moment we could lift the curtain of heaven and see Jesus standing at the right hand of God, all causes of Christian embarrassment would vanish in an instant. We would see things as they truly are, with God and his Messiah at the helm. One day, of course, this curtain is going to be lifted for everyone to see. And until then, we are to live and speak as those who know what lies behind the veil in an attitude of fresh allegiance to Christ as the true Lord. We must never hide our faith. We must always be willing to answer for Christ whenever opportunity invites. Loyalty to Jesus will motivate our openness about him. Hope 103.2 Thanks for listening.